This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to a special discussion about Red Dead Redemption 2 and the game's story mode. We're going to be talking, you know, specifically spoiler-related stuff, just because we really wanted to delve deep into, you know, this this game and this story. So I'm here with uh, Mr. Edward Velasquez. How are you doing, Ed? Doing good, man. Cool. Um. So, yeah, our, our Patreon people will be... The first ones to hear this by the way so you know it's gonna go up there first and then we'll release it on uh youtube eventually for, for everyone else to hear but um yeah man i mean red dead redemption 2 was my personal choice for game of the year in 2018 um i don't remember if it was yours too ed was it yes yes definitely okay so there you go it's both of our game of the year so uh, we definitely wanted to highlight this game a bit more and talk about some of the things we we really enjoyed about it and some of the things we didn't like so much in terms of the story. So uh, as everyone knows, the game launched and there was no online mode initially. It was just story mode. And, and that's what Rockstar tends to do best. Now, um, when I started the game... Like, I wasn't expecting it to blow me away much because I had played the first game and uh, that didn't really captivate me all the way through. And I even ended up quitting uh, the first Red Dead Redemption, um, you know, like halfway through or something. Uh, I know what happens at the end, um, but I don't know. I just never felt compelled to finish that game. But I will say that this one had me hooked, like, from the very start. And I loved the cinematic presentation of it all. So, Ed, I have to ask you, like, going into this game, what were you expecting? And, you know, did it did the game grip you right away or did it take some time and development for you to really get um, stuck into it? Um, well, I guess unlike you, I actually did like Red Dead Redemption 1 a lot. Um, I kind of did myself a disservice because I didn't go back and revisit Red Dead Redemption 1 and it's been like eight years from apart from both games. Like I should have probably gone on YouTube and watched a story recap or something. Um, and I didn't do that until uh, the end or the beginning of Epilogue 1 of Red Dead Redemption 2. So uh, there was points where I'm like, wait, what? Like, you know, because some there's things that are left open ended in this game that are finished in Red Dead Redemption One. Um, but yeah, this game grabbed me from the very beginning. Um, this game was kind of like a roller coaster of like grabbing me and kind of um, I felt detached at times. Like, it had just a, a middle part that was just 
it was kind of, I was kind of losing steam with the game for a little bit. And then it picked right back up and it picked right back up. Like it very emotionally, I, I wouldn't say I cried, but my eyes got watery in this game and no game has ever done that for me. No game has ever done that for me. So yeah, I mean, now that game is just great storytelling. So that's kind of why it was my game of the year. I don't know if I answered your question, but. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah. So like, uh, you know, uh, I was going to talk next about what the game really does. Right. And you kind of, you know, brought it up. So let's get straight into it. So, I mean, uh, for me personally, like, I, I understand what you're saying about sometimes the pace was a bit slow. Uh, sometimes it, it really picked up. Like, I think, towards the start it, it's the fascination of the graphics and all the things you can do it it, it kind of hooks you in and then yeah. towards the middle like you said it, it does get a bit slow but then a you know yeah exactly uh but then once uh the story does start to pick up and um you know things start to get emotional and then towards the latter half of the game things get super emotional and you know we're of course talking about the fact that Arthur gets tuberculosis um, and yeah, that, you know, is, it leaves a big impact on you after controlling the character for so long and coming so far with him. And then, you know, he gets uh, this disease and I like how it was implemented. Now, being someone who's, who's sick myself, like, you know, I've had, I have a lifelong sickness and I really, really, liked how they did that and how they implemented it and how Arthur reacts once he actually is sick, you know, like it's like things you do in the game have an impact on his health. Like he reacts to things and, and um, that really stood out to me. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed how they did it. And it's something that you don't typically see you don't typically see that in a lot of other games, like, you know, characters being sick and having diseases and things like that. Um, now, it wasn't specifically a game mechanic or anything. Like, it wasn't like you could um, treat it in any way or, you know, it, sometimes it affects your uh, your gameplay, but only briefly. And it's like more of a scripted thing. It's not like... Um, you know, you could be in the middle of a gunfight and he just starts coughing or something like it's just it's all scripted, basically. But just having it, you know, be a factor um, to, to Arthur's character was kind of cool to see to me personally. And uh, but, but what did you think about how they implemented that tuberculosis story? Uh, yeah, man, it was very emotional. And like, you know, like we kind of described this game as so long winded that you, you kind of forget some of the beginning parts. And, and, you know, when he goes to the doctor, and he tells the doctor, you know, he got tuberculosis from beating a man for like a few pennies. You can't it remember like, oh, yeah, like, I remember how he got tuberculosis, you know? And it kind of like makes it that it gives it that almost emotional punch that you know the, that little family that uh, that older man who gave him tuberculosis, you know they were like kind of like a small family like John Marston, you know, 
Like mm-hmm. it was the mom, the, the the dad, and the kid, and they're just trying to make it, you know, in the Western times. And you know, it kind of just had that emotional punch, like, oh, you got it, you got tuberculosis doing, you know, bad shit, pretty much. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, like, like, yeah, I just really liked how they did the tuberculosis thing. It kind of, um, it kind of set the pace for like it. That's what made the game pick up near the end. It's like, okay, I know something is going to happen to Arthur at this point, and it kind of made you care, like at that point. And it also just brings Arthur's character arc like full circle from the beginning. You know, he's just a, a gunman outlaw, but near the end, he's trying to do better. Like he knows his time. He knows his time is ticking, so, you know, might as well use that time doing good things as opposed to bad things. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I just really, really like that. And that's kind of where I got, like, emotional, specifically in the scene where uh, he's talking to the nun at the train station. Do you mm-hmm. remember that scene? Um. Yeah, yeah, I believe he's so. at a train yeah. station and he talks to the to the sister or whatever. And she's he's kind of just telling her that, you know, that he's going to die soon. And and he kind of admits that he's afraid that he's afraid to die. He doesn't know what's you know, what's next, like what happens after you die. And that's kind of what the fear that he has and just the animation in that cutscene. That's probably one of the best cutscenes I've ever seen in a video game. Like I rewatched it on YouTube a couple of times after I played the game. Um, but yeah, I just really like that arc of him getting tuberculosis. Um, yeah, very well done. Yeah, and definitely coming from Rockstar too. I think it was great because um, it's like in all of their, in most of their games, you're doing non-stop crime and like there's never a major consequence i mean of course you have cops and bounties and things like that but it's like um you as the gamer like you know um when you beat the game there's no real uh way of you paying for what you've done or anything like you're not really punished or anything but in this game it's like you know like you said arthur by doing all the dirt he was doing he got you know sick and um that really shows, uh, you know, it teaches you that there are consequences and, um, you know, the, the universe will work against you if you continue to do these negative things. And then, like you said, you know, once he knows he's got tuberculosis and he's going to die, it kind of changes his demeanor and he starts, you know, doing more good than bad. Um, like there's, I, I remember a few kind of missions where, um, he's supposed to collect money or something like that. And, you know, he just lets the people go away because like he lets them get away because it's like, you know, these, these people have their lives to live ahead of them. Like, you know, so um, it completely changes his, his outlook. And um, that was really good to see. And, you know, considering Rockstar is all about, you know, making criminals uh, like GTA and stuff like that, like cold blooded criminals who have no remorse um, it was just good to see like a different side of the character like that. So they did that really well. Yeah, that's very that's very uh, um, 
correct, I guess, is what you said about their characters. And, you know, you you play these games like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead and you do all these bad things, but there is no consequences. And in this game, we actually saw a character with consequences. And that's kind of just the power of Rockstar. You know, they put their characters um, first. Yeah. And their storytelling first. Like, they're they're bold enough to kill the guy that you just spent 40 plus hours with yeah and although um because in gta 5 um if if i'm sure everyone's beat that game by now but there are choices you can make to whereas you know who lives and who dies with the three main characters but um it's it's never like it doesn't feel as impactful as you know arthur in this game dying at the end you know getting sick and stuff like um in gta 5 everything really feels super slapstick throughout like it 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 never feels too serious but this game just had a, a a wider range of emotions attached to it you know and i hope that they continue uh doing storytelling like that especially in gta because it would be great to see a gta game with storytelling like what we saw in red dead redemption 2 i agree yep so i mean that that's one thing they they really nailed in this game but let's talk about something that was very questionable and was probably like the worst part of the game so there's a part in the game after um after one of the the most action-packed missions which is like the bank robbery and uh, i forget the name of that town uh it's like the big town saint denis saint denis yeah that's it um so they they rob the bank and then things go left and you know they get ran out of the the um the town if you will and they end up taking a boat and there's some sort of accident and then they get stranded on this island um guam guam yeah guam right guam yeah is that like a, that's that's a fictional name right it's not I like a real it's a real island Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. You learn something every day. But yeah, so they end up on Guan. And um, yeah, like for me, that was the worst part of the game. And um, although you don't, you know, you can run through all those missions in like an hour or less, but um, it really slowed things down for me. And at that point when that happened, I was a bit like, I just want this game to end at this point. Um, but this, that was actually before Arthur gets sick. So, you know, once he gets sick, that adds like a, that, that's when the game, you know, it, it grips you again. But, you know, before that point, you have this, you know, the island of Guan and it just really slowed everything down. And I just wanted the game to end. Um, so what did you feel about, you know, that chapter of the game? And, you know, was it as bad as I'm making out or? Am I bugging what? No, I think I agree with you. It was a really bad chapter. Um, it almost served as kind of like a breather. But I remember from my from my recollection, um, I was kind of feeling already like before that chapter, I was feeling like, all right, like let's 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 go here, like let's start to pick it up. And then that mission was a good mission. And you think like, okay, now this game is gonna get going, and then there's just like this 
stopping the pace with this chapter. It was just really not good. It felt like a chore, like just having to do these missions. And I just kind of just did them like, okay, come on, let's wrap it up. Like, like where are you taking me, Rockstar? Um, none of the characters in that island were compelling, really. And um, I don't really understand what it did for any of the characters exactly. Except, I guess, uh, it just kind of created more of a rift between, you know, Arthur and Dutch. But I feel like that rift was already happening back when, because I believe they killed the that uh, that Italian dude from Saint Denis before that, correct? Remember yeah, he fed him to the alligator, and I felt like that was the scene where like uh, Arthur realizes, like, whoa, like Dutch, Dutch is a crazy ass motherfucker. <laughs> so you know, when they're in Guam, like, I guess it did that even more, but not. Not to the extent that the previous uh, uh, disagreement did. Um, so I just don't know what the whole Guam chapter was really about. But like you said, it did pick up once we realized that Arthur um, had tuberculosis. And right after that chapter, it's like, okay. We're back. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, like, also, for me personally, I'm not a fan of, because um, there are other games that do this, but, like, you know, when uh, in games like this where progression is an important thing and, you know, you're you're buying guns and collecting all these different items and things that you, you know, you collect a lot of things throughout the your playthrough of the game and then... You know, it's it's or it's suddenly just stripped away from you, and you have like minimal items on you. Um, and uh, sometimes there, there's a lot of games that do that, where they have like a chapter of the game where they just strip everything away from you. Yeah. Um, and I don't like that because it really does just slow things down, and it it's just an annoyance. Um, it's a pet peeve for me in gaming personally. Um. And I think it's just like a cheap way for them to kind of raise the stakes or transition the story a little bit. Um, and I guess that's what they did here because, you know, after such a, a big mission with the, the, the bank robbery, I guess they needed a transition so that, you know, once the team got back into America, they would need to change camps again, and then you know that's when the whole thing with Arthur being sick kicks in and stuff. So, I guess they just use that as a transition thing, and um, yeah, I mean, it just didn't work for me personally. And I could, I could have easily quit playing the game at that point, but luckily I stuck with it. Yeah, same. I just it was getting to the point where it's like, okay, I spent this much time I have to complete it but, yeah yeah that chapter was just not good yeah I'm just glad it didn't drag on longer than it did like it's only like a it's like three or four missions or something like that so you can run through it uh, you know within like an hour but yeah definitely slowed the game down but um, that's just one of the things I think uh, that the game did wrong but was there anything else in uh, throughout the game that you thought uh, was a bad point? Mm, 
No, not 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 particularly. Um, I think there's like bad points as far as like uh, I guess the gameplay wise, but but yeah, that's something else. That's a different story, I guess. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, um, I guess like the only thing left to to really say is um, like I, I wanted to ask a question like. Is this the best written Rockstar game? Period. Now, I mean, we've yes. had we've had LA Noir, we've had Max Payne Three, we've had San Andreas, GTA Five, GTA Four. You know, all the GTAs. Uh, what are the games they had? Um, they've had a few things. So, I mean, overall, you would say this is the best Rockstar game, like story, story wise. Story, yes. Like it has the emotion in there. It has um, just compellingness, despite you know the Guam and and maybe the epilogue to some extent for some people. Um, but I just feel like yeah, like especially when you consider you know Red Dead Redemption One and how they bring everything just full circle. Um, like that's just beautiful storytelling. Like I kind of think in my head when I play like this game, like. I wish there was a movie. Like, I know that we don't need a movie because, you know, the game tells it, you mm. know, better than a, a movie could ever do. But I would just like a movie that does something similar to this where it's like, you know, uh, where the we get a prequel after the sequel, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so you would say that this is even better than the first Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, definitely. Cool. And speaking of that first Red Dead, because I forgot to bring this up too. So um, John Marston, of course, is the protagonist in the first Red Dead Redemption. And at the end of this game, we're, you know, we're given an epilogue. Now, uh, we differ in opinion on this. Um me personally, I feel like it was unnecessary to have such a long epilogue, especially after such a long and draining game as it is. Like, you know, it's emotionally draining even. Um, so to throw us in an epilogue with John Marston and, you know, you're um, after, you know, doing all these bank robberies and all these amazing, having all these amazing gunfights and everything, you're, you know, you're, you're playing as John Marston you have his family and, you know, he's trying to now live an honest life and he's gone to a farm and he's shoveling up cow shit and, you know, building fences and doing mundane tasks and things like that. So, um, I, I wasn't a fan of it, but you was, so go ahead. First of all, the name is Jim Milton. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's the, that's the fake name. Yeah, that's uh, John Marston's alias, so he don't get caught. But yeah, man, after I beat, uh, well, after I beat the Arthur story arc in Red Dead Two, I I've heard a lot of things about the epilogue, about how slow it is, and you have to just you know do farm activities, and I kind of set that game aside to be honest. I was like, okay, and then I started playing. Um, assassin's creed odyssey and then i don't know why uh i just kind of picked it back up i probably took like a month break from red dead 
and I picked it back up. And I think that's probably what everybody needed because you're going from such an emotional ending for Arthur and then you go into this. It's I can kind of understand why people would feel like, you know, like how you did. But I guess my break, it really helped me. Um, I just kind of understood the epilogues from a story standpoint. Like, this is John Marston pretty much trying to change. But one of the little, uh, I guess one of the, what's the word I want to say here? One of the themes, I guess, to the game would be that people don't really change. You know, you can't change who you are. Like, that's if that's who you are, you kind of have to stay true to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, John Marston, he's trying to change. He's trying to be something he's not. And that's kind of what we're playing. Like, when we're doing the farming and picking up shit, like, that's... We we're supposed to feel that way. We're supposed to feel like, why are we doing this? Like, that's not who this character is. And, and in a way the game's telling you that as well. Like, you know, you, no matter what John Marston does, trouble keeps finding him. Like he can't help, but to help the people out in the farm when uh, those bandits come through, like that's in him. It's in him to fight off, bandits and gunslingers and shit like that so i just really understood that point of the story arc and that's kind of why i liked it from a story standpoint maybe not from the gameplay standpoint but the story i i really enjoy those two epilogues um and it kind of serves as like the beginning of red dead redemption one you know we build that house that we see in red dead redemption one that uh abigail and uh what's this kid's name i forgot (laughs) yeah whatever that kid's name is yeah that's their house you know and i just and it kind of also gives us a kind of conclusion to red dead 2 you know we later on we find micah and we see dutch like hidden hidden out in the cold mountains and you know micah gets killed and we see that and we see dutch you know, go away. Mm-hmm. So, now, yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I really liked it. Yeah, like although I wasn't a fan of the epilogue, uh, mainly because it was so long, um, I do recognize that there are meaningful scenes in it. Like, you know, all the um, bonding moments between John and his son. Like, those were, you know, those were good scenes. Um, and you know, there's a few good things sprinkled out like the the date and the proposal and things like that um and yeah um micah at the end seeing micah and dutch again that made it worth it i just wish you know i didn't have to play so many hours just to get to that point again but um yeah that made it worth it to end off on that because you know obviously after what happened with arthur between arthur and micah you wanted to see you know this character might Micah pay for what he did so that definitely uh made it worth it to stick to the end um and you know uh that mysterious dutch scene with him walking off and stuff and i i didn't even remember that he was actually in the first red dead redemption either so uh you 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 actually pointed 
that out after you know um we both beat the game um so that's that's a pretty cool you know way to end it off with dutch walking off considering that he shows up again in the in you know red dead redemption so um that was cool to see um i just feel like they could have shaved off a lot of the missions that happen in you know the the two epilogues i actually i actually disagree i feel like a lot of the missions in the epilogue were kind of better than the ones in the actual game like all the missions that you do with sadie and kind of bounty hunting and stuff i thought those were great yo like Like, that that mission where you're fighting a bear or something like come on man like you you really liked that like yeah because because hold on you're not really fighting a bear like we we already did that with Arthur as well by the way okay and you did that at the very beginning of the game like and and it wasn't necessarily the bear like fighting the bear it was that like like you know you guys are out there bounty hunting and you kind of have to like you know creep down we didn't really have any missions like that where you have to be stealthy and kind of like you know you're going through the woods and then you know a bear encounter like there was no mission like that man there was so many missions where you had to just like with with sadie where you just had to like hunt like these useless scrubs that mean nothing like why like it just it just felt you're making honest money (laughs) money for what to pay the loan of the house man you didn't hear the loan guy the bank guy he was like oh uh, we own you now (laughs) i mean yeah i I understand that but they could have summarized that in less missions they could have they could have got that point across like when you caught that one mexican dude and he breaks out of jail and you have to go get him again yeah that that one was that was good that one was good uh and he's on the boat and you have to aim at him to come back uh the other one um damn what was the other one? Oh, the one with the skinner brothers and they capture uncle and they're like kind of cooking him roasting him oh yeah and you gotta go there with charles like that's those are good missions man uh i, I could have did without that one but uh... yeah as well but i mean yeah, I mean, you know, regardless of if I like the epilogue or not, I recognize that it is relevant to fleshing out, you know, more of the story between both games. So, you know, there is a lot of good in there. And um, especially, you know, if you want to see what happens with uh, some of the characters later on, it's worth sticking with. Um, I just feel like it could have been a lot shorter, especially since the main game was so long itself. Uh, that's my only thing. But yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much like all I have to say. Um, I agree it is the best written Rockstar game to date and everyone should experience it. And I'm hoping that um, Rockstar bring this level of storytelling to the next GTA because I feel like we haven't had a GTA game that's been taken uh, as seriously as this game. And, and you know, this this game has emotional highs and lows and I want to see that in a GTA game. Like, I feel like, you know, we, we should have this level of storytelling in in those games. Um, because I guess the GTA games are seen more, more as like comedic slapstick kind of, you know, uh, tones. 
like they're not taking them too seriously. But if there was a GTA game with this level of writing, I feel like it would be phenomenal. So I'm hoping they give it a try with GTA 6. Um, but is there any final thoughts that you want to share about the game overall before we get out of here? Um, nah, my only like gripe with the, with I guess uh, something about the game was that I had no idea when that little ending was coming, and now I kind of want to go back and do like a lot of missions that I left behind. And once you get to the epilogue, you really can't do any of those missions. And that's kind of like a bummer. So I don't know how I'm gonna. And you know, like, this did you have like, big. did you have any manual saves? Because if you like had manual saves, you could go back. And then, I think uh... I did. So that's what I'm gonna do. But I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to do that until I beat the epilogues because I didn't want like to overwrite my auto save with the old file. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely want to do that. Um, go back and do some of that stuff. And I guess, like, also, like, I found myself hunting a lot in the epilogues because, you know, now that the game's kind of over, you know, you have time to do all the, all the uh, hunting and stuff. So I'm going to keep hunting, I guess. I'll keep playing the game. Yeah. Um, Do you know if they're doing any like downloadable content of any kind, like story wise? I doubt it. I, I have a feeling they'll only do online stuff, to be honest. Mm. But I mean, if they do do uh, story DLC, I'm I'm there for it. Same. I don't know what they would do though. Like, I mean, they didn't even do anything for GTA, so. Yeah, you're probably right. I wouldn't expect anything as far as story. Yeah, they they should get back to doing that though, because uh, you know, ballad ballad of Gay Tony and um the the Lost and Dam, those were great uh expansions. So they should go back to doing that, but I think they're more focused on online now, and um that's unfortunate because in in my personal opinion, the Red Dead Online looks trash, but. That's just me. I don't agree. Oh, so you'd you be playing that? Uh, I played a little bit of it. I, I was just joking. I kind of... I wouldn't call it trash, but it's definitely not like the story mode, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that... that it looks like GTA Online with a Red Dead skin, to be honest, but... Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying GTA Online is trash because that game, like, I used to actually play that and it was fun to a degree. But I feel like they should have did something else. Like they should have, uh, you know, reinvented the wheel a little bit with this one. But they just chose to do the same thing. But yeah, um, I was just doing a lot of the missions in the GTA Online. I didn't really. Uh... I didn't really play any of the competitive modes. I just kind of did some of the missions, and it, there were I think there wasn't that many because um, I think I'm at like eighty percent done with them, and I've only done like probably like two handful worth of uh, missions. Wait, you talking about GTA Online or Red Dead? No, no, uh, Red Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm sure they'll add a lot more content to it though eventually. So we'll see if it evolves or not. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's you know, that's pretty much the discussion. We we definitely want to hear more thoughts from people listening to this. Let us know what you thought were the good points and the bad points of Red Dead, and uh, if you if you would like to see Rockstar, you know, continue this this depth of writing and in GTA. And, you know, things like that. Just let us know what you guys think. Um, let us know if there's any other games you would like us to do these, you know, deep dives on. Um, and, you know, shouts to all the Patreon people. You guys will get to hear this way ahead of everyone else. Uh, we thank you all for your support. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're about to do the co-op now. So peace out, people. Peace.